Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. This is Relationship Radio, an extension of Marriage Helper International, hosted by renowned marriage and relationship expert Dr. Joe Beam and CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes. We answer your questions directly with research-based principles that you can implement immediately. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Hi everyone, today I have the pleasure of being joined with Annette. Um, Hi Annette, how are you? I'm doing well today, thank you. And where are you joining us from today? Um, I live in Ontario, Canada, right along Lake Huron. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And how's, yeah. how is it over there? What's the weather like today? Today, well, we had quite the stormy night last night, and it's a bit drizzly this morning and cool, but uh, <laughs> April's coming, so we're going to have more rain, right? <laughs> and then the sunshine, right? So, I'm here in England, so we probably have very similar weather right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rainy. Um, okay, so let's get started. Um, I'd just like to hear from you to start with how you, how you met your husband. Oh, um, I met my husband actually at a junior farmers meeting and, um, I was part of one small group and he was from another community and we met at where the, all the communities came together, um, like an affiliate type meeting. And that's where I met him. Um, and, um, he was dating somebody else at the time and we just got to know one another. And as, you know, kids from the farm, you know, you're in your late teens, um, early twenties, you just kind of go out as a group. And, um, my group kind of met up with his group and kind of joined together. And, um, we all had, you know, great times together. Again, he was still dating somebody else. And then, on uh, new year's Eve, um, we were at just a, um, uh, a, par- uh, a party, New Year's Eve party, of course. And um, 12 o'clock came around and he was with me and kissing me. And his girlfriend was standing somewhere else. And um, yes, so basically that ended that relationship. And then he he and I started dating. We dated for about, we knew one another for six years and officially dated for about four. And then we got married and um, we, we got married in 1990. So um, when um when he left we were married almost 30 years a month a month away from 30 years yeah and how was it at the beginning for you guys oh uh, it was really good um i what he always would say about me he always liked the fact that what you see is what you get i wasn't fake um i was you know i knew what i wanted and and what i wanted to do and i was very um very easy going that way too um 
at the time, I then also was changing careers, and he was a big part of that stability in changing careers. Um, and um, it was good. And we had wonderful, he was a fantastic husband. He was a fantastic father. And uh, his work required him to travel quite a bit. Um, he, when we had our firstborn and our secondborn, he was traveling quite a bit overseas. He'd be gone for two or three weeks at a time and then home for two weeks. And then, so when our third was born, third child was born, I asked him if he could ask his boss just to reduce the amount of travel or travel continentally as opposed to internationally. Um, he then talked to his boss. He made arrangements to change his, his job and, um, and he was home a lot. We had a fourth child. Um, and then um, his the company he worked for wasn't seeing very good times here in Ontario and because they were moving their facilities to the U.S. And so he switched jobs and his travel began again. But it was all within Canada um, at the time. he And collectively, he was gone about three months of the year. Um, so things then, were good at the beginning. Yeah, it was great at the beginning and all that. And uh, it just in uh, 2000, well, then when his travel started increasing a bit more and more, then in 2016, something changed. Um, He um, started drinking very heavily. And our daughter had a serious concussion. His father had his first heart attack. Um, And... um, I remember asking him, you know, several times, what, you know, what's going on? Can I help you? Why are you drinking so much? Just a typical question, because a wife is very concerned. All of a sudden, her husband's one way. And then, you know, and looking back now, there was a gradual increase in alcohol. But in, in the fall of 2016, it was intense. It was just something like I've never seen before. And um, it was just very difficult living under the shroud of an of of the addiction, um, trying to figure out what's going on. It was always um, he always gave me excuses. It was his work. It was his dad. Um, his dad, you know, had other uh, issues: falling out of a tree with a chainsaw, and hip surgery, and second heart attack, um, and. And my husband's behavior became more and more aggressive towards me. He, in 2017, he started talking to me like an employee. And by 2019, he was talking to our kids like they were employees. Um, I asked him in 2017 if he was cheating. And he avoided to answer the question. He was dodging around with other comeback questions like ask a question he asks a question back right and he's like oh I, I know lots of women why would you say that you know and just stuff like that it was just simple yes or no and so I I've, there was always something inside of me like why is he not saying just no um but then he would you know give me beautiful cards and and uh you know I want to spend the rest of my life with you and 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 do really nice things and and you know, and, and we go on holidays and all that. And then there would be these little moments of things that were just totally contrast to, to what he normally is. His, his, um, and this was his monster that slowly came out more and more and more. Um, when his father passed away after the third heart attack, he actually landed in hospital with a broken femur and then ended up having a, his third and final heart attack. Um, there was a complete 
deepening of of this this shroud that was over him and the the addiction became worse he started calling me names um the same names that his dad used to call his mom when he was growing up um there was a lot of missing time there was um Every week there was cash being withdrawn from the account. And this had been occurring already for a couple couple years already, but I never really paid attention until then. Even during COVID, he was when you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't spend your money anywhere, he was still pulling cash out of the, the bank account. And 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 when I would ask, you know, he'd become very defensive or he was buying stuff off Kijiji and yet I would never see the stuff. Um and and all that. So it was um It must have been really hard for you. It was because I kept asking what's wrong and all that. And there was never, ever a conversation that it was us, ever, never, ever. It was always something else, his dad's uh, estate, um, it's his work, because at that time, by then, his work was bought up by a different company. He didn't really care for the processes and, 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 and how his job had changed. There again, he's still traveling across Canada. Um but by by this time, by 2018, 2019, and into 2020, he was increasing the amount of time he was away to the point that he was away seven months of the year collectively. And so when I would say to him, you know, you're never home, because I never, ever complained about his work or his work schedule ever with the kids growing up. And um, we had, like I said, we had four kids and um, he he would get angry at me that I would complain that he's not home. And it's like, well, you're not. Um, you leave on a Sunday morning at 10 and you don't come back till Friday night at 10 or nine o'clock at night. And on Saturdays, you're doing things or for other people or visiting his sister or just, you know, because they had inherited his dad's farm. And so there was a lot of work there. And I was very understanding that there's a lot of work. Um, I gave him a lot. You know, I had no reason not to trust him. Absolutely no reason not to trust him. At what point did you feel like, okay, enough is enough? So in 2019, um, in September 2019, for our anniversary, it was just really, really weird. And um, he didn't even wish me a happy anniversary in the morning. He just had his, because it was a Sunday, he just had his bags for the week when it's just said goodbye and left to go on his work trip. And I thought, okay, that's really weird because I had a, I had an anniversary card for him. Um, we had been out a night or two prior to that for dinner, and he never brought up our anniversary or, or anything like that. And um, I I know at the time I'd be talking, and he'd always look at his phone. It's like he wasn't even paying attention to me. And I would I thought, okay, this is weird. So I would say stuff, and then I would say, do you agree? And he'd say yes. And what I said had nothing to do with anything to agree to. So I realized he wasn't even listening to me. Um, so it, when he returned home that week, I, I said, something is really, really wrong. And uh, would you consider counseling? Uh, it took about two weeks for him to get back to me on that one. Imagine that. <laughs> but I see now probably why. Um, and he said, let's see separate people first and then come together in about eight or nine months. And so that we've worked on ourselves and then we can work on on our our, our relationship. And, um, I said, okay. So I, I went ahead. I found somebody to, to go to and I just trusted he was doing the same. It was none of my business to ask. Um, and, um, at Christmas, that same Christmas, cause this was in the fall of 2019 at Christmas, 2019, 
um, after we had dinner, Christmas Eve and all, I'm sitting there with him and talking with him. And I said, I really, really want to work on our, our marriage and our relationship and get it back to where it was. And he took my hand and he was stroking my hand and he said to me, you know, in the end, we, we all get what we deserve. And I says, what do you mean by that? And just kept repeating that. And I couldn't understand what that meant. And I got frustrated with that because he already had been consuming um, alcohol. And uh, and I just put it off as, okay, here's one of those moments again. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I just, I, I, I just did the best I could with what I had. And um, with the tools that I learned from my counselor and all that, I was, I, I could use them and work with them. And, um, and things actually looked like they were coming around in when COVID began in the spring and all that, that I actually extended out my appointments with my counselor um, to every three months, as opposed to every two weeks. We just gradually, because things were working and, and he was reacting in, in a much better way. And we were doing projects together and, um, and, um, we um, even planned a, a fall trip just to go, just a day trip somewhere, um, because COVID was 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 not great. This wasn't great for everybody, right? So, um, and that morning it was July thirtieth in twenty twenty. Um, I made him coffee. He made me breakfast. We sat down. We talked about our day. We talked about doing something later in the afternoon. And mid-morning, I was in my garden, and uh, he came out. He says, hey, I need to talk to you. And I says, oh, come look at my my jungle out here. And he says, no, I need to talk to you. So I go, and, and uh, I sit down in the patio, and he, his words were, I have gone to see a lawyer to start paperwork on separation. And it was a complete blindside. Um, and I, 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 I vomited. And I was in complete disbelief and I was numb and I sat there for the next two hours while he criticized me on things that happened 15 and 20 years ago. The fact that he had to change his job, um, which I referred to earlier, um, to a desk job that he would never forgive me for that. And it was, he was just picking at things like he said, you have a habit that when we get in a disagreement, you're quiet. Sometimes you're quiet for the rest of the day, sometimes for a day or two after that. And then eventually things warm up and we get along well again. And then we get in a disagreement and then you're quiet again. And he said he was sick and tired of, of that, that pattern. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, you do that too. Um, that's kind of common. That's how I cope. Um, and um, I did attend the solo workshop and I'm an S and that's what an S does too, I believe. So they just need to... Behavioral styles is something that you yes. learn at the workshop. Yeah. yeah. So that helps Just you need to process that. it, right? You just need to process it. And he just couldn't understand that. Um, so you felt like had, when he shared that, Annette, do you feel like, <clears throat> do you feel like you were getting to the truth of, of what the separation or the request for the separation was, or did you feel like it no, was just? Absolutely not. It was constant excuses because it was that um, there was uh, a couple other little things that just didn't make sense that when I went to go see a lawyer, my, the lawyer laughed at me. He says, those are the weakest reasons I have ever heard for somebody leaving their wife. Well, it, and that's how it and, sounds here. It sounds like, that wasn't the core of the real reason why you wanted the separation. Um, And do you, do you have in your mind what, what the real reason was? When I was at the solo workshop, 
on the second night, um, my youngest child, he's 22, called me crying. Um, his dad had been to visit him that day and told him that uh, he has um, been seeing somebody and wants to introduce them to him. As a matter of fact, wants to introduce them to all my kids. So I suspect he's been having an affair the entire time and has just been covering it up. And so when I, I review back stuff that I took as he's depressed, he's trying to cope and all this, I now am second guessing that this may have been an affair, an emotional affair at first. And it just has been, there were other little things along the way that just didn't make sense. Um, and I would question it and he would slough it off or get angry at me. Um, and it, it, now I'm thinking, you know, yeah, it's because you got caught a couple of times. The questions I was asking was, you were, you were caught. And, but like I said, I had no reason to not believe him. So I would think it would be something different. Right. And, uh, and I think a lot so of people I'm, can resonate with that. Just this sense of confusion of not really knowing what the truth is. Um, yeah. but, but oftentimes we say, look for the, the missing money, the missing time, the inexcusable things. Yeah. Um, and probably now, like you say, you can look back and in hindsight can maybe see something that was right in front of you. Yeah. So, so then you had this massive revelation, obviously was complete, uh, a very difficult time for you. Um, and that's where you stand right now then. So you've both um, are going through the process of separating. Yes. So he has filed um, separation papers with his lawyer but it wasn't even, we haven't he didn't even go through discovery he left it for 20 months and um what his lawyer sent was just a, an, an offer there's been no pre-work or anything and so it's just it's very confusing i'm not sure what to do um um it's just he won't he won't talk to me i you know he just basically cherry-picked what he wanted from the house and left um and um it just it's it's frustrating because there's we have a big home we have a big lot um there's a lot of work to be done and maintenance and stuff like that and he he's just basically walked away from it um when i would ask him to come and help out with stuff he would would come but he was always bitter and angry and uh um when i would talk to him on the phone about it he was good with it and then he'd show up and he was bitter and angry so now i'm wondering okay did he if he did he tell his affair partner that he was coming here and his affair partner, you know, put the, put the gears on him. And so he was angry at that. And so it was coming out at me. I don't know. So it just, it's, um, you know, we can't even talk about our kids. We still have two in university, two are married. Um, he won't even openly talk about them. Um, everything has to be through text or email and it's just very, very, very difficult to, um, to to converse with him when he told my boys that um it was a shock to my boys too they had no no clue that their dad was having an affair um he's claiming it started in 2021 but um you can't be a hot item starting in 2021 without anything prior to that leading up to it right so um um he did talk about there was two women he did talk about um 
during the time prior to 2020. Um, one was from his work and one was somebody he would meet in, at the airport. Um, so I don't know if that was telegraphing or why he would tell me about these women because he never ever had talked about specific women. Um, he would talk about people in general that he met here and there, but never repeatedly about the same, same two, two people. Um, so it's just, I don't know where reality stopped and where the pretend, the deceit um, began, where the lies began. I don't know when, when that occurred. So Annette, at some point during this journey, you found out about Marriage Helper. Yes. How, how did you find out about us? So, yeah, so in fall of 2020, I was just Googling through stuff about, because I had attempted, the week after this all occurred, I asked him about, you know, like, can we at least go see a counselor and talk? And he would kept saying, it's too late, that time for that is past. And I'm going, what do you mean? You just told me a week ago, uh, the time for that is past. And then I asked him, I said, so did you put me through a test? And did you change the goalpost every time I met them, like met the criteria or, or what, right? Because I, I couldn't see what I was doing wrong for him to leave with such weak reasons, right? Um, and, uh, um, I'm the one that was going for, for, for therapy and, and trying to change behavior. And my therapist said it was never about behavior. It was more about how I felt about myself. That's where my, my issue was. It was how I felt about myself, never about my behavior. Um, but I can see a couple things that I, I probably reacted incorrectly to, um, that didn't help the situation. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm not to blame. I just would like to know what I did wrong in his eyes so that I can at least, um, you know, not do the same, repeat the same things. But, uh, yes, anyway, so it's just, and so marriage helper, I, f I found some videos on that. And then there was also, um, some information on another, um, course held by somebody else, which I enrolled with that January in 2021. And I did that one. That one's over the phone and it was good information, but it didn't really help me where I was at. But I kept watching the marriage helper videos. And then I learned about the podcast for it starts with attraction. So I started listening to that. And um, then in October of 2021, I decided, you know, I am going to stand for my marriage and I enrolled uh, in the smart contact no, not smart contest, save my marriage course in November. That's when I, I, uh, did that. And I, in, at that time in November, I also enrolled in the solo workshop that took part, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, beginning of March. So how was the solo workshop? We, you know, we have a lot God. of, a lot of people sign up for it. So tell us about it. It was great. Uh, it was exactly what I needed. It was, um, and despite hearing the news on the Saturday night about my husband, we had just finished limerence the whole afternoon about limerence. And so that gave me a little bit of grounding as to what I believe my husband is in. It, it, I spoke with Dr. Beam the next day with everybody and, and, uh, and I said, I don't know what to do. And he's, and, uh, I said, I don't know if I should confront him. And he's just basically said, you know, well, what, what is it that you want out of? If you want to confront him, what is it that you wanted? What do you think that he would want? And, and all. so um, I haven't let him know that I know because he told my boys that he has no intention of telling me. 
um, which I find is a bit uh, weird as well. I don't understand why somebody wouldn't own up to it, but that's his thing and he chooses to do that. Um, yeah, so the course was fantastic. Um, it was a little harder for me on the Sunday because with all the emotions running in, but by the end of the day, I, th- I think I was back in it again because uh, there's everybody is in a similar situation and and it was it was it was really good. It um, it I repeated this several times. There are so many aspects of that course that really make you look at yourself and become humble, and um, and make you see where you may have behaved out of selfishness and where humility needs to come in, in, into play. Um, it, it, I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I, I wish my husband was there or would take this course. I haven't even offered it any of this, uh, to him yet. Um, but, uh, it, uh, the support is good too. I like the weekly, support that comes out through email as well. Um, even though I can't necessarily put all those aspects towards my relationship with my husband, I can read them and I can do the best I can with, uh, with what I have. So right now I did purchase the smart contact toolkit since then, and I've gone through that as well. Um, and, uh, just in general, what the marriage helper program does, and I, and I wish I would have signed up a year prior, because we are in a state where we have to make some very, very difficult decisions that affect the rest of our life. And we're not necessarily in the mental state capable of doing it thoroughly. And what marriage helper programs do and the videos uh, and the toolkits is it helps us, you know, as they say, you know, like um, there's always hope, um, but it helps us in certain aspects of our struggle to stay on track for what we believe. You know, we're standing because we believe in our marriage and we believe that, you know, um, this is, this is a good thing um, that, uh, you know, and there's, I can go on with a, a bunch of other things of emotions of, of being in love and all that kind of stuff, but, and, and also what, what it means to be married, but everybody has their own reasons, but, uh, it, it helps us um, just to stay on track because there's so much other junk going on. And then the outside people trying to tell us that, you know, we should, I should sell my house. I should move into an apartment. I should do this. I should do that. And it's, it's like, no. And then when I don't, and I tell them, you know, that I don't want to talk about it, they get angry. And uh, so I've had to, had to um, uh, pass on, on some of those folks as well, because they're not, they're not, good for me at this time right and I think that that doesn't come from a place of you know negativity it comes from a place of love and they don't want to see you hurting and so their advice can often come you know they want to see you out of that situation um but I think what one of the things we say at marriage helper is try and limit the people that you're getting advice from in this situation um the people who really know know you know your situation and can talk into that yeah. Um, so it sounds like you've been through a lot over the last few years. I have, I have. He is a good man. And like I said, and when he was, I, I, when he was 
drinking, you could see like there was his regular personality. Then there was the, the happy drunk. And you, then you could see this monster just come out and uh, which, which personality that just was not nice. If I would say the word, no, if that personality would come out, be anything, you know, Hey, would you like this? No, not really. Then that personality would come out. It's like he was reacting to, to that. Um, now he, he, he didn't have the greatest, um, as far as, um, a childhood goes, there was a lot of trauma there. Um, and, uh, the only thing I can think of is that he's trying to deal with that and doesn't realize that his, uh, his body is, is trying to deal with that. It's just a way of telling himself that, um, he's okay. And I just wish he would get the help and, and come home. Yeah. And we wish that for you too, Annette. How are you coping on a day-to-day basis with all that you've been through? I I meditate. Um, I and I go for walks with my dog. I try to do the things that make me feel happy. I maintain every two weeks. I still go see my therapist. Um, I still maintain going to see. I go to an osteopath as well every you know, every two to three weeks as well, just to keep my body healthy. Um, and uh, so those things I, I do maintain, but it's really hard because I'm alone in this house. Like I said, two of my kids are married. Um, my daughter doesn't speak with me. She and her father just shadow one another. Um, it's I'm ghosted by her. It just, it's, it's not pretty at all. Well, Annette, as we wrap this up, if there's somebody in a similar position as you um, who's who's just found out, or let's say if there's someone in the position of you were a few a few years back when you just had had a sneaking suspicion that something was happening and you or you just found out that your husband was having an affair, what advice would you give to them? Ooh. See, at the time, you're just totally head over heels for your husband and you trust everything they say. It's just, um, but looking back now, just, I learn to ask open-ended questions probably so that I don't come across as defensive. Um, and get him to communicate in a way that he feels safe to communicate. I, I I don't understand why he wouldn't have communicated with me. Maybe he was ashamed. I don't know. Maybe he was resisting. I don't know. I can only speculate. But um, as far as just finding out that, you know, that your husband has been having an affair the, the, the whole time, um, you just have to find a way to keep it together and and really meditate on what you want, what makes you happy, um, and don't listen to your family, don't listen to your friends, um, unless you want to just totally um, leave the situation. But if you feel that your marriage is important, then um, find the people that can help you understand and move forward in that on that path and in that direction that's about the only thing i can say like i said the the courses um and programs that you guys have really help to keep 
me on track as far as what I believe in and what I, what I want to stand for, what I choose to stand for, because there's so much other chaos going on. So I'm, I've been a stay at home mom, uh, since 1992. So it's 30 years. And, uh, I'm looking at now I'm 56 years old and basically I have to go get a job. Uh, and it would be a minimum paying job because I don't qualify for second career through our uh, government programs here. Um, so there's a lot of things that I don't qualify for because I was a stay-at-home mom for so many years. Um, or go back to school. And uh, it's just coming up with what kind of career will I now want to embark on that I can do when I'm 70 or 75 because that's what I'm looking at is... I need to be able to support myself because uh, just the way things are on this end. Well, Annette, I appreciate, I appreciate your time today and hearing from you a bit about your story. And uh, on behalf of everyone at Marriage Help, I wish you all the best and hope to hear from you in the future. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. We exist to help save marriages and strengthen families. We look forward to interacting with you on the next episode of Relationship Radio.